two days ago, which was Lamed Kislev and Aleph the Rishchidish Tevis, we started learning this Maimon, Vayeshev. And uh, with Hashem's help, we're going to complete it today. I don't want to say finish, because there's no such thing as finish. <laughs> but complete this Maimon. Now, um, let me begin with a small introduction. On Tuesday, we learned the beginning and the end of the Maimon. We learned the Vayeshev part of the Maimon. Today we're going to learn what is actually the majority of the Maimon. It's much more than half. This is the Hanukkah part of the Maimon. And what I want to say by way of introduction, which is really going to be in the text inside anyway, but I'm going to say the way of introduction is as follows. The Maimon is going to discuss the concept of Pada B'Shola. Pada B'Shola means you have a war and you win peacefully. Having a war and winning peacefully is like stealing everything you say and saying I'm an honest thief. <laughs> I mean, how do you win a war and win peacefully? How do you win a war? It's a strange concept. The very next word is Krov. Krov does not only mean war, Krov means hand-to-hand combat. Face-to-face, which is the most difficult kind of war, the most scarring kind of war. What do you call Padre The question is so blunt, so obvious, so plain, so basic, so on the surface. How do you call it Padre And of course the answer, as I explained it to you so many times, that nobody ever wins wars. There's no such thing as winning a war. There is only such a thing as losing a war. And when one loses a war, it means that they can't afford to fight anymore. The winner also loses. Now, but then he can still afford to fight. He's considered a winner because he survives his opponent. Mer garnished. There's no such thing as winning a war. Unless you have a secret weapon. Unless you bring to the battlefield a klenochama, a tool of war, which renders the struggle not balanced. When you render the stronger not balanced, your enemy curses the day he started up with you. An example for this would be the atomic bomb. The atom bomb didn't just make the Japanese lose. It made us win. Because the atom bomb said to the Japanese, we want to be that big man's friend. Not, we don't want to fight with him now, we'll fight with him tomorrow. We never want to fight with him. That's called winning. Wars are usually not won, they're lost. Pada Bishala means that something happens on the battlefield, or someplace, something happens someplace, that renders it not just that one side lost, and as a result the other side is the victor, but that the victor actually won. And the difference is, when you lose a war, you always say tomorrow you're going to fight again. Think about the Germans in World War I. World War I, Germany lost. World War II, the Allies won. You understand the difference? It's plain. That's what Pada Bishala means. Pada B'Shalom means that there's a tool, there's a weapon employed in a battle that doesn't make it that one side loses, but the other, that the side that loses, the Lashon HaPosach is Gam, Evav, Yashlim, Ime, your enemy makes peace with you. Not the enemy surrenders, it gives up, it, it compromises. The enemy makes peace with you. The enemy wants to be your friend. That's the Pshat Pada B'Shalom. In the case of David HaMelech, what was David HaMelech's secret weapon? Tillim. Tillim was not on the battlefield, but Tillim won the war. In the case of the Alter Rebbe, what was the secret weapon? 
Chassidus Chabad. In the case of the Mitzvah, that I bought was a secret weapon. Chassidus Chabad, and so forth. The ultimate part of the Shalom is going to be when Mashiach comes. Now, once we explain part of the Shalom, that part of the Shalom means you have two sides that are engaged in a war. And one side wins, and the other side loses. But it's not the shot that the winner simply survived the loser, but that the winner has a weapon, a tool, that makes him a real victor, that the opponent doesn't want to fight anymore, the opponent wants to be his friend. There's two madregas. And the two madregas are the following. Madrega number one is, one side wins, Take, but he has to go to the battlefield. He goes to where his opponent is, he engages with his opponent, and because of a secret weapon, it's not only that his opponent loses, but that he wins. What's the marshal for this? The marshal for this is the Aren Hakedish in the Midbar. The holy ark in the desert, the holy ark in the desert, flattened the land, it killed snakes and scorpions, it made it very easy for Yidin to traverse. But that of Shalom, the holy ark never fought with a snake. The holy ark came to a place, all the snakes and scorpions died. That's all. It went away. But at least the Aaron had to go to that place. That's the first Madrigan part of the Shalom. The higher Madrigan part of the Shalom is you sit in your place. You don't go any place. You shine a light and it transforms, it completely changes over the enemy into a friend. So the Rebbe says, all the part of the Shalom still Mashiach. All the part of the Shalom still Mashiach are in the first category. You can win a war in a peaceful way, which means really win. When you win a war in a peaceful way, you have to go to where your enemy is. And then there is not leaving your place in the first place, which we don't have to fight at all. Two madrigas in Padavishal. Says that Rebbe. And this is again, this is, a, this is really a preparation for what we're going to read today inside. Chaneke has two nisim. The nest of winning the war and the nest of the Pach Hashem. And what's the difference? The winning the war took place on a battlefield. The winning of the Pach Hashem took place in the base of Mikdash. Says the Rebbe, in effect, these two Madregas are both part of the show. When the Yidin defeated the Syrian Greeks, that was not Muhammad. That was Sholem. The Syrian Greeks ran licking their wounds and said, We want nothing to do with these people. Why? They had a secret weapon. What was the secret weapon? The secret weapon was Mesidas, Nefesh, Al Kiddush Hashem. On the highest Madrega possible. And consequently, there was also part of the in the war against the Syrian Greeks, notwithstanding that it was a real war. But the Shemin. This is the higher Madriga, Padre Bishom. You sit in Yerushalayim, you find a jug of oil, and it transforms the world completely, which is a Madriga of Mashiach. That's what I'm saying. There's two Nisim in Hanukkah, and like I said to you the other day, in this Maimer, we're learning the two Nisim as both being part of the Hanukkah story. Although when we say Hanukkah, we mean the Ikir, we mean the nest of the Shemin, not the nest of the Mohammed. In this Maimed, the Rebbe suggests that there's two miracles. They're both Padre Bisholem. The two Madregis of Padre Bisholem I just described. This is my introduction. Now let's learn the Maimed. And we're going to begin on page Kuf Pei Hei. Where I made the Aleph. And we're push it, going to go in order. Va'imed is a very nice Maimed. It's really a nice Maimed. It's push it Maimed. Special. You know what it is? It's the first Hanukkah Maimed the Rebbe's Nesiyas. And it's the first, and you can see it's the first. The Rebbe Pashat explaining it in the most, as they say, He explains the Hanukkah story so nicely. And there's a few caveats, there's a few surprises. Let's read it inside. We know from Hasidus that the decree of the Yavonim, they didn't object to people learning Tehra. 
Learn Tayyid all you want. Not of Aden, Elakidiak, the famous Diok, the famous observation which the Friedrich ever makes in his Maimarim, Lashkicham Tayyid Secho, to make the forget the Tayyid comes from Nebish. Lashkiach, me Yisrael, Shatayri, Tayyid Sadishem. Learn Tayyid, but it's not godly, it's a scholarly work. All of us understand that the Torah is the wisdom of the Jewish people. The Jewish nation are called the people of the book. And when you say the people of the book, you don't mean a book of chemistry. You mean a book of Torah. A human being with a mind. Recognizes maven. The is a very deep wisdom. And so on. The Syrian Greeks have no problem with scholarship. Shalim with a teda yeh that you should learn teda. Not vajaden mitzad milas achachma vaseichal. They have to learn it as a scholarly work, as an intellectual work. Kamei shalim dem kol seichal. They should study teda like you study any philosophy. Okay, Rosham Hoysa. Their issue was like lashkiyam teda seichal to make yidden forget that this is God's teda. Lashkiyach mi Yisrael she teda savaye. Take God out of it. It's not divine. It's man-made. And the Rebbe continues last line on page Kuf Same is true also when it came to Yidin's doing mitzvahs, the Goyim had no problem with mitzvahs. So long as, make the Jewish people forget that the mitzvahs are the Eibishter's will. And the Rebbe explains that we know that the three Madregis are mitzvahs. There's mitzvahs which are completely reasonable. Those are called mishpat. There are mitzvahs which are semi-reasonable which are called edus and there are mitzvahs which are not reasonable at all those are called chukim and that's what the issue was mashenken a chukim six lines from the top of page kuf peivov as opposed to chukim heima mitzvah shein lemokim beseichel klav these are mitzvahs that make no sense whatsoever mokalashen chazal as it says in the medish chuk ochakakti I have carved a decree gizayda gazati I have declared a decree and you can't question it vizehu shayevonim rotulavim that was the issue of the Syrian Greeks to take away you want to do mitzvahs it's a beautiful Jewish tradition it's a beautiful tradition it's a great culture God forbid you should really mean it then you're arcane then you're primitive then you're old fashioned then you're not living in this century this was the issue Teira and mitzvahs as far as the Syrian Greeks were concerned were a wonderful culture Tarbut Chochmah and the whole Indian is to take the Abish to that the Syrian Greeks are like the West forgive my candor yeah? Yiddish and Judaism is a beautiful tradition from the oldest traditions but those Orthodox they take it a little too far you know? I remember Bob Grant who was on A of Yisrael was once complaining he read in the paper that on Pesach and Yisrael they feed the animal in the zoo Matis he was always mentioned this is sugar you feed the animal in Etisrael, the animals in the zoo eat matzah instead of chomets. Those from Zeir Shtagi Abadat. They have to be so. They wish the Taka gave us Taylor Mitzvahs. And it's not just a nice culture, it's a truth. And if it's a truth, it doesn't change. The Greeks didn't mind the Chochmas Ateda and the culture of Mitzvahs as long as it's godly. That's not the whole story. That was the official position. The official position was take away the Abish of and take away the Mitzvah. The mitzvah. Next paragraph, If you want to know the truth, the real issue was They really planned to destroy not just the God in Tera and the God in Mitzvah, 
but the wisdom of the Tater and the culture and mitzvahs. Their ultimate end was to erase and eradicate Tater and mitzvahs from the face of altogether. Now, but then they were smart. They were schemers. They were devious. And they picked on the right thing. You take God out of Judaism, Judaism will kill itself like anything else. Ba'ainu. Their position was stop learning Take God out of the Do the mitzvahs. Take the God out of the mitzvahs. Eventually, this will destroy The Syrian Greeks had a two-part plan. You take God out of the Yiddish guy. They'll be rid of the Yiddish guy themselves. There's a famous, famous quote, a famous, famous pshat from the Free Yedikerem. and the Gemara that the Yitzhahara comes to a person and he tells him, What's the method of the Yitzhahara? Today he tells you to do this. He tells you ultimately go and worship Allah. What's the Pashat of Pshat in this Gemara? The part of Pshat in this Gemara is Yitzhahara comes to you with a small Aveda. Then he comes to you with a bigger Aveda. Then he comes to you with a bigger Aveda still. That's the Pashat of Pshat in the Gemara. Yeah? Says the Fidika, that's not the Pshat in the Gemara. No. He sees you learning Taita, doing Mitzvahs. Oh, beautiful culture. So wonderful! I respect the Jews. They really have a powerful tradition. Do Yiddishkeit, but metagoy shekuk. It's not a Yiddishkeit. Hayei memazikach means learn Torah and do mitzvahs. But kach, learn kach because it's beautiful. The mocham azikach. He says learn Torah, but kach. How are you learning Torah? It's a great chokhmah. The real issue is that if you take the Yiddishkeit Torah and mitzvahs, it's not going to have a kiyum whatsoever. When a Yid learns Teda and does mitzvahs, the Yitzah comes along and tells him, Asalos. Learn Teda. I'm agreeing. Do mitzvahs. He also agrees to Teda mitzvahs. Do mitzvahs reasonably. The key is, Take the Abish out of it. It's reasonable, it's scholarly. He's going to learn with him, God. Says the Rebbe, but last line in the paragraph, He's a chokhamatik. He pushes the envelope slowly. When you take God at a Yiddishkeit, he knows that Yiddishkeit will kill itself, it will die itself. Why? Why? Why if a person learns Torah because it's a scholarship and does mitzvahs because it's a nice culture, will it eventually die completely? Says the Rebbe will be in her inyin. And he brings a very interesting pshat. See, this is something you don't have in a lot of Hanukkah in my bottom. That's why this is so basic. We all, the word that I told you, everybody knows, right? This is the word from the Rabbeim. That the Yevonim didn't mind Yiddishkeit, they minded the Eivish. As long as you take God out of Yiddishkeit, it was fine for the Syrian Correct? Yeah. What is this Maimah saying? No. That's what they said. What do they mean? Today you're not going to do Yiddishkeit because of the Abish, you can do Yiddishkeit because of culture, and you're going to study Tayyip because it's wisdom. Tomorrow you won't do it at all. But why? If you didn't have a tradition, and they're godless, why should they give their tradition? Right? Who needs God? You have to have tradition. 
the New Ages, what they call themselves, the Reconstructionists. But we have a beautiful coach. <laughs> yeah. Says the Rebbe like this. When you take the Abish out of Yiddishkeit, Yiddishkeit cannot survive. Not it won't survive, it can't. There's a medish. On the postal that says, which means if a person pursues a wrong path, is going to lose wealth. If you pursue a wrong path, you lose wealth. What does this mean? When you do something a little bit wrong, you don't lose a little bit, you lose everything. That's the pshat in this post. So the Medish explains it. Person comes to Yiddishkeit and says, this is beautiful, this is nice. This mitzvah I like. This mitzvah I agree with. This mitzvah works for me. This mitzvah I don't like. This mitzvah I don't agree with. What's wrong? When a person says, I like this part of Tehid, I don't like this part of Tehid, I like this mitzvah. So you're not destroying Yiddishkeit. You're simply saying, I like this and I don't like this. The moment you say, I like you didn't lose the part that you said I don't like you lost the I like also says the you lose the entire wealth of Tate the last line on page you even lose the part of Tate that you like is also lost to you says the Rebbe on top of page why 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 if I say I like this mitzvah, I don't like this mitzvah, I lose even the mitzvah I like? Why if I say I like this part of Tehra, I don't like this part of Tehra, I leave part of Tehra that I like? says the Rebbe on the second line from the top of page, Kuf Pezayin, Is it not true that the Gemara says, you should learn what you want? So if I'm supposed to learn with Agishmak, what's wrong with saying I like this and I don't like this? What's the connection, Right? Five lines from the top of page, You should know Teda is different than all the other wisdom. Why? The obvious reason is because it's God's wisdom. Yeah. But there's something more. And the something more is as follows. God's wisdom per se We shouldn't understand one drop of it. God's wisdom is not the pshat. It's more than wisdom. It isn't wisdom at all. It's not only that it's seichel and more than seichel. It bechlal is not seichel. We should really not understand one single solitary thought in Teda because it's same stuff. Shaleishayech shasigu eisetz impossible to understand. Not for them. We do understand Teda. Is the teres vav shares la saga Our possibility to reach an understanding in Teda. Is Mepnei Sherata Kadosh Baruch Hu Shabnei Yisrael is Kashrui Love. God Almighty wants there should be a bond between Yidden and Himself. Aideizeshi Yisrael Meskashem Beraisa Beraisa Mekutcha Bnei Chol. But Yidden connect himself to the Torah, and through their connection to the Torah, their connection to Kadosh Baruch Hu. Verotza and He wanted moreover. Shas Kashas Tia Leirak and said Nevesh Elikis that not only should the godly soul connect to the Yevishter, Elagam Nevesh Abhamiz Vagufa Chumri, the animal soul, the body should also connect to the Yevishter. How do you connect Yitzharah to godliness? And the Tera says you make Chokhmah of Tera understandable. Yitzharah says, Ah, I'm a smart guy. I like this. Shmu Azu, no. Yitzharah likes the Tera, not just the Yitzharah. So a person studying Tera becomes one. The greatest wonders that could possibly be. 
Hashem takes something which is beyond wisdom. There's a story to which I don't have time to tell. Puts it into wisdom that the Yitzhah should understand. But the Rebbe has the Sikh of Mishpatim. One of the most important Sikhs spoken by the Rebbe one month to the day before the stroke. Tafshin and Beis. Where the Rebbe says you should understand. People tell you that Leitir Tzach makes sense. People tell you Paraduma doesn't make sense. I want you to know Leitir Tzach is as illogical as Paraduma. But that's not a fact. Everybody says Leitir Tzach makes sense. And Paraduma doesn't make sense. And the Tere says this part of Tere God gave us on a level of wisdom. This part of Tere God Almighty did not give us on a level of wisdom. But in terms of human intellect alone they're completely the same. You shouldn't understand this shouldn't understand this. Why did the Amish to make you understand the part of Tata called Mishpat? And to some degree the part of Tata called Adis. And he left a part called Chukim on Allah. We don't understand it at all. Because he wants it to be Bipnimius. The Nefshah Bahamas understands only those parts of Tata that are not, that make sense. But the Nefshah Lakis relates to the parts of Tata that are Ainam Noim, that do not make sense, because he's godly. What happens when you come alone and say Shmuzuna? I only like the logic of Tera. So by Pashtas, you're saying, I don't like this part of Tera, I don't like this part of Tera. But what you're really saying is, I only like the logic of Leitirtzach, and not the truth of Leitirtzach. And Leitirtzach doesn't make sense, but yet, the Ebishter brought it down to a level of sense. It's really the Mainlamin So when you say Shmuazu, no, you're not just separating the parts of Tera I understand from the parts of Tera I don't understand, you're separating the understanding from the parts of Tata that you understand, from the God of the parts of Tata you understand also. So it has no kiyo. This is what the Rebbe says. Umizamuv and it's understood. who a person learns Tata. Six lines from the end of the paragraph. Kuf His interest is not to become attached to the Mebishdin. He understands it. will never reach the Tata. Why? sense at all. And when you say, I only learned Tera for Seichel, the parts of Tera that are Seichel also elude you. When you say, I like this part of Tera, because it makes sense, you lose even the part of Tera you understand. Why? Because No, you're only learning it because it's Kishmak. Because it makes sense, because it's because it's reasonable. And in Amitah, San Yonim, the most logical points in Tater, also higher than logic, says the Rebbe Vezehu, and this is the real plan. The Yavonim wanted you to forget They came along and said, forget the God of Tater. But they understood. Safe, safe. It will destroy Tater altogether. This was the deviousness. This was the Hishakmus. This was the trick of the Yavon. So officially they said, be a Jew culturally and intellectually, not religiously. In reality they were saying, by being a Jew culturally and religiously, and not religiously, they could end up without the culture and without the knowledge because there's no God. And the truth of Tehidah is God. How do you combat that? How do you fight with that? Someone comes along with a sword and says, I'm killing you because I want you to kiss a cross. You can fight. How do you fight with someone who comes to you with a smile and he wants to embrace you. How do they say the Nusach of America? Just melt. How do you fight with that? Says the Rebbe Vezehu. Masha Yevonim They wanted to get away from Tehidah Mitzvah. Because they understood that by taking away Yidin from Tehidah Mitzvah, safe till safe, they're going to destroy Yiddishkeit altogether. 
Okay. Turn. Turn the page. Turn the page. Kuf peches. How do you fight with this stuff? How do you combat this? stood at a war against the Syrian Greeks. But how higher than reason? Says the Rebbe, you should know. The war the Yidden fought with the Greeks was Their struggle was not only higher than human reason, the Kedushit was higher than holiness. When the Yivonim and the Hashminoim went on Mesidas Nefesh, they did not ask any rov. Because they would ask a rov, the rov would say that what they were planning to do was also, you're not allowed to do it. They went on Mesidas Nefesh higher than the Hashbainus of Tehidim. Every time I say this, I remember the Rebbe saying this. I remember that Tzich, when the Rebbe spoke about Meshach Rabbeinu broke into Luchas. The Rebbe said, why did Meshach Rabbeinu make Luchas? He saw that Yidin were in a Sakona. He saw that Yidin were in a Sakona. Because the Luchas was the Ksav of Ksubir. Right? And he, he had to save Yidin. So I, I can hear the Rebbe saying the word, Eretz Abrachan de Teira. Meshach broke the Teira. He didn't discuss it with anybody. He didn't ask anybody Yitzis. He didn't even ask the Ebishter himself. And when Meshach Rabbeinu broke the Teira, he didn't know there was going to be a second Teira. He had to save the Jewish people. The Hashminayim went on a Mesiras Nefesh, and in this Mesiras Nefesh broke the Teira. Because the Teira would never allow them to do what they did. And the Rebbe explains why. He says, if you look five lines in the top, it says, Three things. Mila, Shabbos, and Mila, Shabbos, and Taras HaMeshpah. Six lines in the top. Mila, Shabbos, and Taras HaMeshpah. Six lines in the top. Mila, Shabbos, and Taras HaMeshpah. Are those mitzvahs, Shechol Aleim, Yavah. Person says to you, either you circumcise your child, I'll kill you. You know what I do? But it's keep Shabbos, be machal to the You have to machal Shabbos. That's not law. Even Gileadoyes, there's ways of getting around Gileadoyes also. In other words, Mila Shabbos, that's not mishpacha. You're not mechuyiv to be mason nefesh for. And if you have mechuyiv to be mason nefesh for, you're not allowed to be mason nefesh. Now wait, keep going. Va'af, I am now nine lines from the top of the page, middle of the line. When a goy is a shmad, that means to say he's trying to desecrate and destroy Yiddishkeit on principle. He's trying to forcibly destroy the Nosham of Yiddishkeit. Then he makes a nefesh for the smallest thing. In a time of shmad, it makes a nefesh for Shabbos, for Mila, for Akaz and the Masana, for Shulis. When a guy is trying to destroy Yiddishkeit on principle, you have to die on principle. Says the Rebbe, but that also has a limit. What's the limit? A guy comes to you and says, either you do this or I'm going to kill you. So then you have to die not to do even the smallest of it. But even in the worst level of Mesidus Nefesh, the highest level of Mesidus Nefesh, where a guy is trying to destroy and desecrate what's holy and what's precious to the Jewish people, and you mechuyah to mesa nefesh even for the smallest thing. What does that mean? You have to die not to do the aveda. Says the Rebbe. Avulacheira logically ain't lema. It's wrong to say. Listen to these words. She ashchiyu of lotzeis b'mochama to go out into a war. Neged hamalchus of shah against this evil government. She gazra gzeides gzeides elu. The neges gzeides. You're not allowed to do. The Rambam has a gzeides called the gzeides hashmad. In the Yeramam Zigeras Hashmad, he lists five Madrekas of Mesiras Nefesh. The highest Madrek is called Mesiras Nefesh of Kiddush Hashem, the Mokim Shmad. Especially if it's the Parhes. But if you're living in mountains, 
and the mountains are surrounded by narrow roads. And you have, you can look down at your opponent and they don't have air, they don't have air support. There's no airplanes, yes? And you could live on those hills for who knows how long, practice Tate and do mitzvahs. So if the enemy tries to come up the hill, you can fight them from above. And you chose to go out of those mountains, into the valley, fight with the Greeks, a battle you're for sure going to lose. There is no such permission in Tate. Even in Shasa Shmat, you're not allowed to do that. Why? Because you're going to a suicide. When the guy comes to you and says, do this or I'll kill you, that's the guy's business. When you go to the guy and you start a war that you cannot win, this is an Asir Asnefesh that has zero mockum and teda whatsoever. Says the Rebbe Mizeh Muvim, which teaches us. Shama Asir Asnefesh, Levat al say that when the Yidin went, the Hashmanayim went, to destroy the, the, the Gazette of the Syrian Greeks is has no place in the logic of Tera and Chochmah. It's Lamailam and Asecha Lagame. The Messiah. So, how do you fight this? Yeah? The Greeks come along, they tell you, learn Tera, do mitzvahs, take God out of it. So, the Rebbe teaches us that when they say to take God out of Tera mitzvahs, they're really saying, Tayro Mitzvah will kill itself. Tayro Mitzvah, our God, cannot exist because it's not reasonable at all. But how do you combat such an opponent? He's not coming with a knife, he's coming with a smile. He's coming with culture. Is the Teretz Mesidus Nefesh. On the highest level of the system. Or Mesidus Nefesh, which is even higher than Tayro Mitzvah. And the Rebbe continues, There's one more thing. And what was that? The Yavonim came like nice guys. They were devious. They were duplicitous. They said one thing and they meant something different. They tricked it. They fooled you. You didn't look, it looked to you like a very nice idea. Goyim are being nice to them. They're embracing them. They want them to be like them. They want them to be equal. So it was very difficult to ascertain the evil in it. They only attack certain mitzvahs. The real thing wanted to destroy everything, but it was very devious. When you're fighting with an enemy, he doesn't come out and say, I hate you. But he comes out with a smile, he says, I'm your buddy. To fight an enemy that's devious is the hardest thing. Because you're not even sure. Yes, someone come from the Bavasta Maise. The Russia wanted to make a decree that all Rabbanim have to learn Russian. Rabbanim have to learn Russian. In Russia, Rabbanim were official agents of the government. They had official recognition of the government. They had a lot of power. In 1910, a little while before the Bolshevik Revolution, the government of Russia made a new gazette. Rabbanim have to learn write, read and write Russian. It was a very famous meeting. The Rebbe Rashab and Abchayim Rizki went to this meeting. They were the Gedele Russia at the time. And no one knew what to do. Because the Russian government wasn't asking Rabbonim to wear uh, trim beards or, or chupingis or go to college. They wanted them to learn how to read and write Russian. How big a deal is that? And they came to the Sasifa and they talked and talked and talked. And finally when it came to the head, the Rebbe Rashab says that the Rizki Rabchaim Rizki should speak. And Chaim Brisk says, I don't know. So the Rebbe Rashab said, if the Brisk get up, it's Nishrei, Malik Rei. The Rebbe Rashab got up, and he lambasted 
he went to war not to get the government the Russian mix into the Rabbanu and he screamed and shouted also you understand what that happened after that after that the Russian government took modern Jews and made the Rabbanu mitam what it did to Yiddishkeit in Russia is catastrophic mamish catastrophic all they wanted us to learn and read write in Russian. And the Lubavitcher Rebbe says, no, they're not going to mix into Agashevki. And the bottom line is, before the revolution happened, they were ready at Abonimitam, the Chil Hashem started. How does the Rebbe Rashab know he's right? How do you know? It's so subtle. And if the Rav learns Russian, so what? So the Briske Rav says to the Rebbe Nishma say, the Lubavitcher Rebbe, do you realize what you're doing? You are saying that there's going to be in every city a real Rav with no power. And a phony Rav with power. For what? For Russian? How do you know that that's a worthwhile battle? And the Rebbe's answer was, This is my feeling. So the Briske, Rabchayim Briske says, Feelings? We're talking about Pekuach Nefesh. And the Rebbe Nishma Seyidin says, When I was 12, I trained my body to instinctively do, like it says in Shulchan Narach, I trust my instincts. So the Bhayim Briske says, If that is the case, we are with the Lubavitcher Rebbe. It's an incredible story. And if you think it's a story, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Now it happened that a few years later was a war and a revolution. Had there not been a World War One, had there not been a revolution, who knows? Because of this thing that the Rebbe Nashab says, the Russian government doesn't tell Adarov what he should eat for breakfast. Let alone where they should learn Russian. It's one of his business. It's a mysterious nefesh about what? It's so tricky. And this is the Hanukkah story. They didn't even know if they were right or wrong for fighting. The Rebbe brings later in the paragraph of Hashem Tali, it's a suffix. That it is. How do you know? And the Hashem Noyim got clarity. From where? We don't know. They got a clarity that said, this is evil. And it has to be fought. Even though the Chaudia wasn't such a big deal, look the Rebbe's himself. Says, The Syrian Greeks were being devious. To have a clarity and identify this as evil, to fight this deviousness of the Greeks in the Messias Nefesh. Messias Nefesh, Lamadu Misaich Lenushi. And a Messias Nefesh, which looks at a situation which looks so benign. What's the big deal? How many times you hear in America, what's the big deal? We're slipping and sliding into Americanism, Rahman al Islam, into total hippieism, and every small step is what's the big deal? It's got to stop someplace. The Yavon and the Hashminayim recognized this is evil, and they stood their ground on something which Api Allah, you now understand your ground. They went against the Tayra to preserve the Tayra. This Mesiras Nefesh defeated the Hashminayim. That's why they won. They won a war. They should never have won. They won it. And the Rebbe is going to say later on, it was a part of the Shalom. But that's not the end. After the Yidin showed this clarity, not a reasonable clarity, an Ashama clarity, some things you got to die for, even though you can't argue it in a court of law or in a Besden of Tera. And the Hashemunayim stood their ground and they were, 
they were right. So Hashem makes one ness that they win the war, but then that's not enough. Hashem gives them an unnecessary second miracle. The miracle of the jug of oil. They find the jug of oil. It's sitting with the king. God will seal. It had enough oil to burn a day. Nasa Bainas, a second nest happens. In addition to finding the oil, it was a second nest. The last eight days. Says that Abisha calls that this entire second miracle was not necessary. It was Kedei Lahares Chibosan Shal Yisrael. To show the Abish that was telling Claudius Yisrael, you love me, I love you. Hey, Claudius, first in general, and then five lines in Hey, Nesher, Yochal, Bivachal. There's two miracles, finding the oil and the oil burning. They didn't need these nests. Why did they happen? Because Yidin showed a clarity that could not be justified in reason. A clarity that came from their essence. And the Abish gave him back a, a Gushpanka support for this clarity with the Nesanatis. After the Muchom, says the Rebbe, Ubabagili, I'm not eight lines into the page, Benigela had Loka Samanel, Dafke the Menela. Why? Says the Gemara, Shekholos and Yonai, the Nermaravi is Eidus Achoboy, Elam Shashina Shedebisla. It was on the Meneda, because the Meneda is the place where there was a special miracle constantly in the Beis HaMikdash. That said that the Eivish is resting by Yidin. They would light a bunch of candles, and every single day one of the candles would burn much longer than any of the others. And it was the Eidus L'chol Yistachol Elam called Goyim Saw. All the other candles burn at night, and in the morning they're extinguished. The Nermaravi Brentnach. Now the truth is that the Gemara says that in Zman Bayesheh there was not these Nisim. When Shimon HaTzadik passed away, 40 years in the Man Bayesheh, the miracle stopped. Chanukah is 200 years later, but in the Chanukah story, this showed itself again. Hashem made a nest for no practical purpose other than to show love for Klal Yisrael. Why? They showed the Abish to love on the level of Ma'alam and Atam Vadas. The Abish showed them love reciprocally. Kum tastes two nisim to And one you must have. You don't have the first nest, there is no Chanukah. Second one you don't need. But the Abish still wishes it. He chooses it. So the Rebbe says, based on the above, Yidin showed a level of Mesidus Nefesh under the worst and the most difficult conditions. Yidin reciprocally show a love to the of the Ab- I'm sorry the Abish that reciprocally shows a love to the Yidin Shalomayla Mitamvadas and that's why you have the Nes Hashem says the Rebbe Yuvam when you understand that Bechlag you didn't need the Nes HaNegis you just need the Nes HaMochom and Nes HaMochom was big enough it was enough of a supernatural event as a Yidin had Mesidus Nefesh the Abish that gave them a Nes HaMochom Mitamvadas the shaman is icing on a cake. You don't need it. And the Ebersha gives it. Why? Chiba. I love you. Says the Rebbe. That's why Hanukkah Licht is when the sun goes down on the outside of your house facing the street and on the left. So the Rebbe goes into the whole You can fight a war and win through a struggle. You can fight a war and win peacefully, but in winning peacefully, Gufa is two madrigas. And I don't have time to go inside, so I'll say, Bikitsa, one level is you have to go to the enemy and fight, and Hashem makes a nest of shalom. 
The other is that you stay in your place. And sitting in your Yerushalayim, a light shines or transforms the enemy. And the Rebbe, by the way, mentions Agav. Shleim HaMelech did that. Shleim HaMelech sat in his place, but the world came to Shleim But Shleim HaMelech could only elevate Klipas Nega. Not Sholosh Klipas Meyes Legamri. And the idea is that after Shleim, it went back to Mulchamim. What's Mashiach? A light sits in the base HaMekah. It shines a light to the whole world. Transforms not just Klipas Nega, but Sholosh Klipas Meyes Legamri in a way that it will never be Klipas again. Says the Rebbe, that's the two miracles. The Nes Hanedes is a part of Bisholem Taka when you have to go to the enemy. And I'm sorry, the Nes Hamulchoma is a part of Bisholem Taka to go to your enemy. And the Nes Hanedes is Mashiach Poshet. It's a Gili of Lost Lovin. It's a candle in the base Hamikdash, which says there's no enemy. That's the story. An unnecessary miracle for the sake of Shon Chibas and Shon Yisnoh. Says the Rebbe, the Indian of Mashiach is Mavare Klipo. Since the Nesanedes is a messianic Indian, in the Nesanedes you see Mashiach. You do it outside, facing the street, after dark, and on the left side. All of these points show that you're elevating the unelevatable. That's Mashiach. That's what says here in the Maimon. And you're going to have to forgive me, but I don't have any more time.